and welcome fellow awesomeologists to Awesomeology. I'm Sue. And I'm Ben. And in this episode, we invited our friends Angela Prestel and Lisa Kenneke to cap off Pride Month talking about how businesses like ours can be better allies and avoid rainbow washing with our brand. So both of our guests are nationally recognized speakers with a wealth of knowledge. And I, for one, count myself very, very blessed to know them. And I'm not just saying that because we are recording. <laughs> I, I would say it to them in real life too. Uh, but they have such a wealth of knowledge and they have done so many things. I'm going to have them introduce themselves. Friends, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners about yourselves? All right, I'll start. So I'm Angela Prestel, and I spent 20 years working for Credit Union National Association here in Madison, Wisconsin. So I may look familiar or sound familiar to some of you. I did a lot of schools over the course of those 20 years, including CUNA Management School and tons and tons and tons of webinars. I have, since 2020, I have been working with CU Difference which is a tiny but mighty consulting firm. There's only three of us. It's myself, the infamous Lois Kitch, and the just as infamous Mark Lynch. And we help credit unions help their staff understand the credit union difference and how we can all make a difference in the world. I am thrilled to introduce you to Lisa Kennecke, my wife. Well, hello, everyone. Yes. And for those of you who are not familiar with a Wisconsin accent, this is it. So no need to adjust any of your volume. So I am Lisa Kennecke. I am the I am honored to be Angela Prestel's wife. And we are coming to you from Middleton, Wisconsin, which is also the land of the Ho-Chunk Nation for our indigenous friends out there. I was a camp director for 25 years, a middle and a high school counselor for 12 now I've been a professor teaching the next generation of school counselors uh, for five years. So I've been doing that. And while I did that, I earned a certificate from a little place called Cornell University in Ithaca, New York, as a certified diversity practitioner. I've written a book, done a TED Talk, and I love talking about LGBT issues as well as diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And we are so excited to have you here. And don't worry, Lisa, the people who listen to our podcast are familiar with a woman with a Wisconsin accent. <laughs> so all you fine. <laughs> your, your awesomeness reach might hit somewhere else. And so right, right that's true. I think you have an international audience. I yeah. hope we do. That's legit. No, that's real. Yeah. yeah. I spent a lot of time working with credit unions in Africa. And I will tell you that when I put the links up, you're going to be international, just like nice. that. Like <laughs> Prestige worldwide, here we come. Like right. All right, well, um, thank you for the great intros. And as uh, Sue said, thank you both for being here. We're, we're super excited. We've been looking forward to this one for a while. Uh, let's start here. So um, while we might have a bit of a theme for uh, this episode, um, we may go down some rabbit holes, but we like it. We invite the rabbit holes here on uh, <laughs> Awesomeology. But um, can you start with defining rainbow washing for us? Yep. Rainbow washing is when a company will take advantage of Pride Month, knowing maybe they know that there's $3.7 trillion in purchasing power in the LGBTQ+. $3.7 trillion. <laughs> Boom. Maybe they don't know that, but they know that it is a niche that if they just slap a sticker on it, or if we just change our logo just for the month, that we will have... Um, we will sell more products, more merchandise, et cetera. So rainbow washing is just kind of that one and done, check that gay box. Rainbow washing can also be, oh, you know what? We have one gay employee. Let's go ahead and let's put them in all the marketing spots that we have just for June, but then they don't show up anywhere else. So for all intents and purposes, it is trying to take advantage of the, the allies and the people in the LGBT community. Okay. So is it, would you say it's related to the concept of tokenization maybe as well? So that say when you say, you know, this is the idea of a company saying, well, we, ha we have this gay employee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right that, 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 for that for sure is tokenization. And um, 
Wow, that's a whole nother episode on marketing and those kind of things. But what, what we want people to be concerned about is that one and done, that checking mm-hmm. the box, the we're just going to do this in June and then we're going to go away. We're going to forget about all of the LGBTQ plus world the rest of the year round. And so we'll just jump on this bandwagon. So let me give you an example of a really good company who does this well that we support. So, um, and we were leery at the beginning too. So um, Target does this. And we're like, oh, we, we were actually leery at the beginning. It's like, well, I like rainbows, as you can see from my office. For those of you who don't know, I am sitting in my office. There are a lot of rainbows behind me. And then Target said, and we're giving proceeds to GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network. Boom. Instantly, I was like, yes, when you give back to our community, when you support our community, um, whether it's in a pride parade, marketing again, whatever it is, then we're going to be on board with you. It's those one and dones who want to make a quick buck. And I, I can share an example of something that just came across my email maybe a week ago, and it was a brand that is well-known in the state of Wisconsin. I won't throw them under the bus and say who it is, but they're not known for being supportive of any particular community. Their email tagline said something to the effect of, um, happy pride month. There was a rainbow flag and it's, it said, you know, join us in celebrating pride. And I was like, Oh, cool. They're, they're doing it. Clicked on the email and it was a bunch of merch that sort of had like maybe some sunsets on it and maybe some like sort of rainbows, but it was clear that it was clickbait. And then I felt mm. stupid for like falling for the clickbait. Cause I'm like, you're not supporting pride. You're not giving back anything to the community. You've never done anything up to this point. So you're totally taking advantage of the fact that everybody else has got something um, pride related and you're jumping on the bandwagon. You can also see it if you go to Twitter. If you go to Twitter and just look at your feed at how many people change their logo, the background of their logo to something rainbow, but are they doing anything else? That's what we want to get away from. So rainbow washing is changing your logo, flying a flag, but not doing anything else. I will add with that. So in Angela's example, it is okay, my friends, for those of you who have changed your either Facebook profile or anything like that to support us in June. Yes, we love that. We see you. We need that. For the same mention of if I want to put something out on autism awareness. So it's not that. It's just a lot of it is the big companies mm-hmm. that are like, we want to make a quick buck. So I just wanted to make that clear when it comes to rainbow washing. So our next question was to ask about examples to share. And Angela is so good at this. She mm-hmm. shared one. So let me already diverge from our path and ask. <clears throat> well, and we can share another one that is oh, probably absolutely. better known than this random Wisconsin company, um, Barilla Pasta. Well, actually it's Barilla Food Companies. You may have heard about that. I want to say it was 2013, Lise. I don't know if you it was, remember. It was a, a couple of years ago. B-A-R-I-L-L-A. It's the blue box with the red circle. Pasta we go. still do not buy Barilla because the um, CEO came out and said, um, we will not, and these are his words, we will not include a homosexual couple on in any of our advertising because we believe in the traditional family. Mm. Then in order to try and make things better, they put a rainbow on their boxes. But the CEO had not changed his tune. The CEO was still, you know, anti-LGBTQ. And so it had this big backlash to them to say, you can't just put a rainbow, slap a rainbow on it and make sure everything's okay. You can't do it. Um, and, and there is still boycott Barilla. I mean, we, we don't pre-med all the way in my past. (laughs) (laughs) Although when I was a kid, we called them noodles. So I don't know when it became pasta. Yeah. right. I'd like the elbow pasta, please. No, it's (laughs) elbow macaroni. (laughs) 
You're so Sorry. much fancy. You're fancy now. And that's what yeah, it's so fancy. Pasta. Yes. So bougie. It's cremette. <laughs> cremette <laughs> pasta. Cremette pasta. <laughs> this episode is not sponsored by cremette. No. And we get stuff that's on sale. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, let's just go with that. <laughs> and, and who doesn't, you know, um, go against us. And if I can add on to that, just a couple more examples, whether it comes into the term rainbow washing or pink washing, which was what Angela's example was in our community. And I've been doing this for a long time. We don't really talk a lot about that. And so what I love is bringing this up to the credit unions, to everyone out there in your community. There are gay people. They may not be out, but you might be that first step, that first door to open as their financial institution that now you will be friendly to them. So mm-hmm. it is the, it's the Hobby Lobbies and it's the Chick-fil-A's and it's the politicians who vehemently are putting money against our causes and or wanting death and destruction to our people. Mm-hmm. That's really, that's like the other side of all of this, where that's where we don't support. But if we know, right, that um, a small company, even if they are like fair trade organics, we know that they are helping other people, even if it's not an LGBT community. So all I'm saying is that just be nice to people. (laughs) That's great life advice too. Yeah. (laughs) You heard it here, folks, for the first time. (laughs) Hashtag be kind. Mm -hmm. completely original idea just be nice to people right (laughs) so So, let's i'm sorry i'm sorry ben i gotta get there and then i will let you have your moment let's let's jump back if we can to that that politician sort of connection to are there companies that are sort of hedging their bets that are you know we donate this amount to the human rights campaign but we are also you know making political donations to I don't know, name the senator we hate the most mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Or don't. don't want us to actually name yeah. the no, senator. Or don't, yeah. No. Let's okay. not actually do that. <laughs> no, let's not actually do that. I will say that um, there are a lot of companies who say that we are, you know, we are neutral as can be, but you can't say you're, you're neutral and say you're supporting us while at the same time your money mm. is going to an anti-LGBT or an anti-human rights candidate. You just can't. And and Sue, I'm glad you brought it up because that is the one thing that we can do that we each have the power to do with credit unions. It's one member, one vote. Vote. Same thing with our senators, same thing with our mayors, our governor, one person, one vote. And you need to vote not just on a single issue, but on their overall uh, Mm -hmm. human rights issues and whether or not they're they're good people yeah i could get on a soapbox and it could take us down a whole other rabbit hole about companies again that we know and love that support both sides of the aisle equally and they're very proud of that and i'm like when you do that you support nobody Mm -hmm. but and yes and with that what i will say is that there is not one company out there that is does everything perfectly. I, Lisa Kennecke, don't do everything perfectly. I can still learn in my world as the LGBTQ+. I can do better for the environment. I think what we're, we want to get across is how do we know? Do you show that you are inclusionary to us? Again, year-round, um, the money donations, those kind of things. So we ask that, do, that you do your resource research. And the other thing that I'll say is that you know, I was into credit unions even before I married Angela. And there are certain credit unions that we have our money at versus other credit unions. We love the movement. And then we're going to go with where our personalities lie as well. So I think that Mm -hmm. dear people out there being a consumer, you know, go with your gut, just be smart and know that you are also showing the generations behind us the power of your choice. And I think something that Lisa just nailed, but it kind of went quickly was do your research, Mm -hmm. do your own research to see whether or not the values of the companies that you are supporting match with your own personal values. And and we do the LGBTQ population absolutely does the research on these companies 
to make sure that either they are making donations that align with our values or that they've gotten a positive uh, rating on the HRC's annual um, corporate equality index. Corporate equality index. I knew I wasn't getting there. Yeah, I think that's a, a really great point, the, the do your research um, topic. I mean, um, thinking of you know us being from small town, central Wisconsin, it's really easy for us to walk up Main Street and maybe make some buying decisions based on the people that we know that run those shops or um, you know stuff like that. And you can do the same thing when you decide what kind of noodles you're going to buy, right? So like, you know, do your research, make sure that your values align. And I do think that we're seeing that we're hearing more and more about that research and data is showing that the next generations care a lot about um, the causes and the ethics of um, the companies and people that they're buying from. So um, that's, it's, all, it's not going anywhere. Like that's going to continue mm -hmm. to shift. So organizations have this challenge now to be on the right side of that, you know, and, and I don't want to sit here and make it sound like it's easy, um, but it's important. So, um, Sue, did you get to where you wanted to go? Can I, I, did get, I, got, okay. I got there. I got there so, and then some. We talked a little bit about um, how rainbow washing might harm um, the LGBTQ uh, community. Um, anything in that, uh, on that topic that maybe we haven't hit yet, like how rainbow washing might do harm? I don't know if it is necessarily harm, but one of the things that I will augment in looking at values and represent or values and doing research on things is I'm a big fan of representation. So to be able to say, you know, maybe there's a, maybe it's a startup company and maybe they can't give a lot of money and those kind of things, but do they have an employee resource group or an affinity group? that they, they can hear the voices of whether it is the LGBTQ plus community, whether it is, I mean, fill in the blank for those who have been historically disadvantaged on those lines. And, and again, if it is, I'm, I'm a fan of grassroots meeting the CEO and coming together for the company and their values, because if the leadership isn't on board, they might be a straight ally. I am absolutely cool with that. And as long as they are then letting people, they're giving resources, time and money to other people to bring forth the cause, I think that that's important. So when another harm would be that we're going to put, you know, the rainbow out there, we're going to sell a whole lot of products, but we don't have any gay employees or we don't have mm -hmm. any representation anywhere. We just want that bottom dollar. Yeah. What I... I'm just going to pause for a second and say what I think is really cool about what we've talked about so far and what I anticipate we'll talk about in the rest of the episode is, um, and not at all to water down the importance of what we're talking about today on June 29th in Pride Month, but um, is the fact that a lot of what we're talking about can be applied to so much and so many other kind of communities and mm -hmm. underserved, underprivileged people um, or communities and, and causes. I mean, you know, maybe we've heard of greenwashing, which, you know, some similarities here between rainbow washing and greenwashing. So we uh, at Exclamation and on our team, we talk a lot about being genuine and delivering on promises that you make either to your coworkers or to your clients or your credit union members, whoever they might be. And I think that maybe that's just something that I could already feel this underlying uh, tone happening throughout the episode here where um, if you're going to say you're going to do a thing, if you're going to change your logo, then that has to be backed up with something, you know, mm -hmm. support mm -hmm. to a community or action. And um, we're going to talk a little in a little bit later about um, maybe advice to give small businesses to take a first mm -hmm. step and stuff. So I won't get too far ahead of ourselves, but um, just wanted to pause and recognize maybe the moment or the fact that what we're learning here, sure, it applies to LGBTQ in that community, but similar practices can be applied a whole lot of other places. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And to, uh, and not to continue the pause too much longer, but exactly to what you're all sort of saying, I, Ben and I had a conversation last week. I was, I have a friend who's starting a business and oh gosh, I don't even, now I can't even remember what we were talking about, but he, he leans on the conservative side 
And we, oh, I do remember what we were talking about. I was talking about this podcast because he is my one friend who listens to the podcast. And uh, he said, yeah, and he asked me, you know, do you, do you have concerns that someone will see what the topic of that podcast is and turn it off? And I said, I have concerns about that with every episode we do. I want people to like what we're doing and I want them to be interested in it. Uh, but, you know, now that you're starting a business, it's important to know you have to make a choice. You, you, you don't have to make the same choice I would, but you have to make a choice and you have to own it and it has to be authentic. And if this is not the thing you would do for your business, make that choice. Uh, don't ask me to support it, <laughs> but make that choice for your own business and know that what you decide to do, no matter if you're, if we're talking about, you know, what's happening in Pride Month, if we're talking about uh, celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day rather than Columbus Day, no matter what you choose to do, um, know that you are speaking to an audience and you are going to attract the audience that agrees with you and you're going to mm -hmm. turn away the audience that disagrees with you. So live with that. <laughs> and don't pretend it's otherwise don't you know uh i i don't think that i yelled at him quite this much in that conversation but you know for someone just starting a business to know yeah you don't exactly to your point you don't get to be neutral you don't get to not have an opinion um especially because the people as a as a single owner of a business people want to know who you are mm -hmm. and that's the personality of your business and that's what the up and coming consumers are going to be looking for. So I, that was just my brief pause to congratulate myself. That was really self-aggrandizing and now I'll stop. Please continue. <laughs> um, but it's, it's true because I think that it's an illusion that we can be neutral and there may be companies that you don't know their politics, but it's not very hard to Google it. Or to Bing it or to whatever you're, I don't know, Google it. Just Google it. I don't think Bing is a verb, but Google is. Um, it's not that hard to figure out where that company is coming from. If you've got any kind of an online presence, if you've got any kind of a social presence, chances are pretty good that you either gave a thumbs up or a thumbs down or an angry face or whatever. So it's not hard to figure out where you lie so so lead with your values and just put your values out there and some of the people are going to love you some of the time some of the people are going to not love you some of the time quickly if your values include the word all every or each you are talking about everyone all people and not even not just the ones who smell nice very true it's very true Yep, credit unions. We are people helping people, not people helping mm -hmm. some people. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Very good. So now, uh, now to reflect more on me and my all of my issues, um, a thing I worry about because we are relatively new. Actually, both of our organizations, because we have two organizations that we have responsibility to, and our clients, um, we are relatively. We're just babies in the diversity, equity, inclusion space. We, you know, we come from a pretty uh, homogenous area of the state. We're in central Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. um, we are largely uh, European American, right? Um, so we don't, as in in terms of ethnicity, we don't have a tremendous tremendous amount of diversity. We have some diversity on our team. And our, you know, and our area continues to grow and change and those opportunities to have more diversity on the team continues to grow and change. Um, but there's just so much we don't know. And particularly, I think, and I don't wanna to speak too much for you, Ben, but uh, I think I am safe to say, you know, Ben and I are just two cis white people and just being, you know, living that cis white privilege life uh, and we've had lots of discussions over the last several years where we have looked at each other and went, man, I, I didn't know that was privilege. Uh, and so what I have, and, you know, fortunately, we're both people that can go, now that I know it's privilege, I will view it through that lens and work on myself. 
right? Uh, but that's definitely a journey that we are still very young in. So now we're finally getting to the question, which is, can an organization unknowingly do harm when, especially when they're just learning when they're little babies in this space and don't know what the heck to do? Yeah, I would say, Sue, give yourself grace and cut yourself slack for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't think it was until the murder of George Floyd that the majority of people even understood what privilege was, even realized that they should be doing work on it. Some of us have been living it our whole lives. Some of us, it was their first foray. So even if I look back two and a half years, when I was at CUNA, there were no ERGs. Uh, there was no chief diversity officer. Um, we kind of, I mean, some of us were out, some people were not. Um, I will tell you that when I went from to the different credit union events and spoke at different credit union events, I wasn't out. I would um, sniff out the people who uh, I thought probably wore rainbows on the weekends. And we had our secret little nods and our ways to connect. So I have this, this used to be really underground network of LGBTQ people throughout the credit union movement throughout the country who are now slowly starting to get our legs under us. But that, so I remember when CUNY Mutual Group first flew the, the pride flag over their headquarters. And that was maybe only five or six years ago. And I had tears streaming down my face because I thought it would never happen in my lifetime. Never. And I still watch who I talk about. I don't tell everybody that I'm married to Lisa, not because I don't love her. I know. Um, it's not in my bio. It's not in my speaker bio, but you'll, you'll see that probably 80 to 90% of speakers at the very end of their bio will say, and Ben and his wife have two children and a dog and they live in, you know, wherever. I don't put that. I don't put that. Should I? Probably I should. And will it cost me business? Just like you were saying, Sue, maybe it will, but then those aren't my people. And that will bring us to then the harm. So back to Sue's question of can it do harm? The answer, yes and no. And I think that as long as you're not doing it intentionally. So the example that you had, so dear listener, um, first of all, I just want to say thank you for listening. Secondly, she just used the term cisgender, which is spelled C-I-S gender. And cis is Latin. The prefix means on the same side. So it means that, and I, Lisa Kennecke, am cisgender. I was assigned female at birth. I still identify as a female. So that is one thing to know. And as long as people want to learn, I think that's fabulous. You talked about baby steps into this world of DEI. Absolutely. And, and I think that it is important to test the waters. So where you are, is it safe in your community, right? To be able to say, we want to help fill in the blank, but we don't know anything about teen pregnancies. So how can we educate ourselves rather than swooping in and trying to save everyone? How can we be a voice in our community? And maybe it is that the harm is now changed to good. And Sue, you said this too, both of you, that you're trying this and we want to learn more. And through that privileged lens, not coming in saying, I'm privileged, I want to help you, but stepping out of the comfort zone, where are those pockets in our community that don't get talked about, mm -hmm. that especially as the credit union, my goodness, that you could help elevate so that the whole community wins back to people helping people. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that you can be the best ally is to not speak on behalf of a population if there is someone in the room that can speak on their own behalf and is willing to speak on their own behalf. And if it's I safe. see that happen a lot when, um, I'll just give an example, not that you do this, Ben, but you'll ask a question and the men are the ones that speak first. Consistently in meetings, in trainings, in whatever, the men are the ones that speak first, even if you're talking about issues that only affect women or primarily affect women. So taking a pause 
when a question is asked and is put out there and thinking to yourself, am I better off just listening and educating myself? And if no one is there stepping in being an ally, or should I take that risk and take that mm. step? Same thing happens with um, Black and Indigenous people of color, BIPOC. Um, same with any marginalized group. If there is someone in the room that is brave enough to speak to whatever is going on, let them speak first, let them have that opportunity. If they're not feeling strong enough for whatever reason, offer to speak on their behalf. And that's one of the things that I find I struggle with is that when I'm in a conversation and uh, a heterosexual person is like, well, here's what I know about being gay. And I'm like, maybe it's spot on. Maybe everything you're saying is exactly right, but give me a chance to, to answer that question. Not that I speak for every gay person in the world, obviously I don't, but give me a chance and, and be an ally by stepping back and saying, you know what? Let's hear what Lisa has to say on that topic. Or, or briefly, you don't have to do that. You can just say, I wonder if. Yes. That is such, that's such great advice. I, I, I think that's a, a thing people struggle with, especially maybe, and this is me speaking for myself too, that uh, I want to be, I don't want to be a performative ally. I want to be a real ally. I want to, I want to do the right things. And so I'm always questioning, like, should, uh, oh, I need to be, I need to say something here because I'm the, I don't know, I'm the loud broad that does that in every other situation, right? So- And we love you for it. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, can I, can we take just one more sideline? Uh, and I just want to, I'm staring right at Angela right now because I want to share a story about Angela. Uh-oh. Uh, and if, if you hate the story, I will cut it out. But I remember uh, many moons ago, and I was trying to really think specifically about what year this would have been, but it's definitely before the pride flag flew at CUNA. And I remember being at a, I don't know if you were on site with us or if I was there in a group with you, but uh, you you were talking you were talking about your partner and it was just I, I can't yeah there's not I don't remember too many details what I remember is you mentioned your partner multiple different times and um, I'm sure it was all good Lisa <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that interaction I walked away and I went I think I think Angela is gay and it really hurts uh, to know that in this group of people that I think are very open and loving and caring about other people, that she can't say that, that she mm -hmm. can't say my wife, or I don't, I don't know if you two were, I don't think you two were married at that time because- It probably wasn't legal at that time. Yeah. The second part of that story is- I then remember later after you got married, you had not gone on a honeymoon when you got married and we were at an event. At this time you were on site and you said, actually my wife and I are going out. We're finally, we're having our honeymoon. We didn't have a honeymoon after we got married and you were going up North or something like that. And you were leaving the credit union from there. And it was so, I was so happy to have been, I was said to have been in the first group, right? To think this is, Angela can't uh, speak her truth. Also, you know what? I did not come up to you and say, hey, Angela, I just want you to know um, if that's the case, I'm safe to talk to you about that. I didn't do that. I wasn't a good ally then. But to hear you share it later and feel safe in that group, I felt wonderful. Thank you for that story. Thank you for that. And I will tell you that it was probably more about me and my own safety and feeling like I didn't know if everyone in the room was safe. Right. Right. You know, I have my own 
internal fears about where I go and where I speak and whether or not everyone in the room is going to accept me. Um, when I worked for CUNA, I never wanted anyone to think badly. This is, this is my ego, I guess. I never wanted anyone to say, oh my gosh, CUNA's in Madison and all those liberals, look, all they hire is lesbians. I literally, that was the kind of thinking that went through my mind. And so I didn't come out. And if you would guess, more power to you, but I wasn't going to mm-hmm. confirm it. And I distinctly remember doing credit union visits in uh, Virginia when I first joined CUNA back in the year 2000, which doesn't sound that long ago, but yeah, that was 20, 22 years ago. Let's not talk about that. Visits. How long I know, ago that right? is. <laughs> like when I think 30 years ago, I think the 70s, that whole meme. Yeah, it's, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, but I was with the Virginia education director. And, you know, I would travel for a week at a time with people from all over the country, with ed directors from all over the country. Imagine what it's like to sit right next to somebody and not tell your whole truth, Mm -hmm. to not say my wife or my partner or, you know, the chick on the side at home. I don't know, whatever, (laughs) however you want to call it. Your side piece? Um, My side piece. Yes, this is definitely my side piece. (laughs) But he came out right out and asked me, and I think I was like all over the place, like trying to skirt around it. And he came right out and asked me, so are you a lesbian? And I was like, no, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. Because I did. I mean, we were in the deep south. You know, Virginia doesn't seem like the deep south until you get into a rural community and you're alone mm-hmm. in a car with somebody where you can't see. You have no idea where you are. So, no, I didn't and, come out. And also with that, realizing that our privilege is our skin color. Our privilege mm-hmm. is our age. And so, you know, Angela has something that's called passing privilege where she doesn't necessarily look gay. You look at me and you're like, huh, is that a fella or what's going on? So I'm just saying that we also realize where we are and when we can and cannot come out as well. Um, Our listeners don't have the benefit of seeing everyone's reactions here as we're recording over a video chat, but I have to call out what I thought was a cool moment when Sue was telling her story and talking about not being a good ally back in the day when she was sharing that story and um, Lisa gave a quick okay. Um, Can you elaborate a bit, Lisa? Absolutely. So Sue, um, back to what Angela was saying, bless your heart that you wanted to help with that situation. And at that point, I'll speak for me, for everyone, and this might be a certain age thing too. Um, We don't necessarily, we'll let you in on the conversation if we want to bring you in. Mm -hmm. So even if you want to be that capital A ally and and ask these questions, we might not be okay. Maybe something traumatic happened to us. So I'm just giving you your your mea culpa. You know, here's my, I'm waving a gay wand now, listeners, (laughs) and Um, just to let you know that that's okay. The fact that you thought about it, my friend, that's all that we need. And that's what we love. And you're in our space. We can share our lives with you when we're ready, because again, sometimes it's not mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. 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 I, I anticipated something like that to come from you, Lisa, and I appreciate you sharing. And I think it's really important because some of the stuff that we're talking about today is like, what might do harm, what advice you'd give people to take proper next steps. And I think that it's important to recognize that I might be talking to myself here, that sometimes it's okay to be where you're at on your journey. And, you know, maybe you don't have the courage to speak up. Maybe you don't have the, whatever you need to be the capital A ally all the time, but with a good heart, with a genuine attitude and with what you're, you know, trying to do and the change you're trying to make, it's okay to be where you're at. Um, not to say you should settle and be right, right. there, but um, it's okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, and then well, fast forward to, I eventually I saw Angela and Lisa together. Angela introduced me to Lisa. Lisa's first words to me were, hi, I'm Lisa. Are you a hugger? I'm a hugger. <laughs> and so, you know, it all, it came full circle for me. I got the hugs and, uh, and it was, I felt very welcome and loved. <laughs> 
you've always been very welcomed and loved. And, and honestly, I don't know how long ago that was, Sue, but I would have to, I would have to assume that I would have been open to you saying that you were a safe person. Um, oh. But that's part of the reason that we get into the, the showing that you're an ally mm-hmm. and having some type of rainbow visible um, in your offices. You've got a rainbow flag, a progress flag behind you. I saw that right away, Sue. That's all you have to do. And it doesn't mean that you're gay because you've got your pronouns or you've got a flag or you've got something else that acknowledges, yes, Black Lives Matter. All people are are um, loved and science is real. And, you know, the Christian Joyner sign. That is how we know who a safe person is. And that's how we know who we might approach and have a conversation with. I'll also say that in the coming out process, again, for Lisa, Lisa does not necessarily pass. When you look at her, you can kind of tell if you've got any gaydar to any extent at all. Ding, darling. (laughs) Spiky, short hair, right? But when I do it up, put on my lipstick and my earrings and have a dress on, I can pass. And I know that that's a privilege. So for me, I come out, people, it's like this misnomer that you come out once and you're done. I came out to myself when I was in college, but I come out every day, every day to everyone I meet, or I have a choice of coming out every Mm -hmm. day to everyone I meet. And depending on how strong I feel that day, I could just be exhausted by it and just say, you know what, I'm going to let you keep on guessing or I could be dancing on the street in a rainbow dress with a rainbow necklace with a rainbow flag behind me, which I am today, you know? Um, And I will say in my coming out journey, the people that it was most difficult to come out to were the people that I was closest to. So if I truly value you as a friend, as a person, as a kind soul, it's hard for me to come out because I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose the person that I know and love. And if I have any inkling that you might not be okay with me, I'm not going to come out. So it wasn't you. It was me, Sue. (laughs) Oh, well, you have both given me uh, an awful lot of good information and good advice for my continuing journey. So let's, let's get back let, let's stop talking about me, even though, you know, in my mind, it's always about me. Uh, let's podcast. talk. Let's talk about Ben now. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about, everyone. yeah, here we go. Let's talk about resources. So everyone, you know, when we, we want to have grace and let people continue to be on their journey as allies, but we don't want them to stop, uh, in one spot and say, it's good enough. I checked the box. I bought a t-shirt with the rainbow on it and called it good. Uh, So what resources are available for maybe individual allies and also for businesses that want to be allies? Oh, well, there's that one that she's bringing up. That one right there. That right there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, if you could be any more neutral like with the taupe wall and the you were like lovely the switzerland on the podcast (laughs) that's okay so listen this is my home office we just moved it well actually we've been in this house for a year now all the mess is right there and right there (laughs) so someday those walls will be Nice and pretty and colorful, I promise. And I'm going to play it for you. Um, so go ahead, Ange. Okay, so one of the things that we mentioned was HRC's Corporate Equality Index. So um, the Human Rights Campaign sends out these stickers. You can see that. It is just a, a sticker. It's their logo. Um, and it says the Human Rights Campaign believes that all people are equal. And displaying our logo is a way for you to show your support. Please display the sticker. It sends a powerful signal to LGBTQ people that you've got their back. So if you aren't ready to fly the flag and have a rainbow flag 
the HRC equality sticker is one place to start. We get these all the time. Um, so we're happy to share them or go to hrc.org and, and check them out. Um, the the uh, Corporate Equality Index is a rating system that HRC came up with that um, helps you rate. Are you a good place for LGBTQ people to work? Um, do you have benefits for same-sex couples? Um, I will say that CUNA Mutual Group got a 100. They got a perfect score on Yay. their HRC corporate equality index. So you have to apply. It's a it's a it's a thing that you have to fill out, um, and then then you get ranked, and it is free. It is free. Uh, so, yes. So, and I also put in the chat for Sue and Ben and anyone else listening, in addition to the Corporate Equality Index, which is free, there are maybe 20 questions on there. It'll take you through your facilities. It'll take you through your policies. It'll take you through all of those fun HR things, especially for a small business. And it would be wonderful if you can then also bring in your city, your area, because there's also a municipality or a municipal equality index. So you can both be open and affirming because if you can't bring in um, employees who live in a safe community, that's where your pipeline dries up. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to say that, yeah. So those are free. That's some of the free resources that are out there. Um, other things that you're going to be hearing about will be keeping up to date on legislation. Um, Human Rights Campaign is great for that. Um, there are so many issues with trans. HRC actually has a trans toolkit for employees as well. And um, I wrote a little book. And there's also um, out there, um, well, I'll save the big surprise for the ending. But I also put in there the Wisconsin LGBT Chamber. Um, you can become a member of the chamber and learn any and all things out there, especially for small business people. That's where I get, that's where we get our printing done. That's where we get, we buy our, our hair products. You know what I'm talking about. Um, and because of an LGBT chamber sticker in a credit union, that's why on the door, that's why we have the money where we do at that specific credit union. So much good stuff. Yeah. Oh, there's more, but I know time's. <laughs> I know we're almost in an hour. I'm like, where did that go? Where did the time go? Right. Yeah. Speaking of where did the time go? We probably should shift into our wrap up. I feel so bad even saying it because it means we have to like think about this ending. But um, at the end of every episode, we shift into our something awesome segment where we share recommendations for anything awesome, things, events, podcasts, like this one, uh, mm -hmm. books, like Lisa's or others. Um, and uh, like Sue said um, before the show, related to our topic today, unrelated, and I always get the opportunity to kick us off. And mine is um, unrelated, but um, still a feel good. I have to share a quick story. Um, I am a uh, very active Rotarian and just had a um, super awesome opportunity of a trip to, uh, opportunity to take a trip to the Rotary International Convention, which was very conveniently in Houston this year. Um, it would have been cool to go somewhere international, but uh, it was an easy flight. So um, got to spend some great time with 16,000 of my fun uh, Rotarian friends down in Houston. And um, there was a really cool moment at the opening session of the convention every year, they do a flag ceremony like what you would see at the Olympics. And there were two particular flags that um, created some really special moments. And the first one was uh, when the Ukrainian flag um, came up, uh, just a long standing ovation, tons of emotion in the room. It was just a breathtaking moment. Um, and along with that, um, the other flag that offered a cool opportunity um, or a cool moment was the Russian flag. Um, not because there was a standing ovation, um, but because there was actually silence. It was, um, there was no booing, there was no hate or anything like that. Um, and, uh, you know, Rotary being an international organization that um, provides a lot of respect and support to people all over the world. Um, it was just a really cool moment to be a part of um, both sides of it, right? The, the Ukrainian side and the Russian side and like a important takeaway for me and one that I think 
we all probably could use a reminder of um, because of what we see in the news and what we hear um, is that there's good people in every community, including Russia. There's good Rotarians in Russia. There's good human beings in Russia. And to that point, um, what the link that we'll be sharing is a, a really cool story about uh, some Russians that are doing some really cool things for the people in Ukraine, particularly people that are stranded in Ukraine. So um, still obviously a tragic and um, heartbreaking thing that's happening in, in the Ukraine right now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to remember that while, yeah, we might be disappointed with Russia's role in it, um, there's a lot of good human beings in Russia that are doing really cool things right now too. So um, I won't get into the specifics uh, for the sake of time, but check out the link and um, it's definitely a cool story to, to read. Awesome. Angela and Lisa, what would you like to share? So are they able to see us? They, they're not going to be able to see you. They're not. Oh, okay. Well, if you were able to see me, you would see that behind me on the wall, I have about six or eight different necklaces that I've collected in my travels to Africa. And Lisa and I are going to be going in October, along with Katie Zaleski from Exclamation and Simplicity, um, to Africa to climb Mount Kilimanjaro in Katie's case, or to lead the ground team in my case, and to work on the ground team <laughs> in Malawi. We are raising funds to build the first ever training academy for credit union staff and regulators throughout the continent of Africa. There are 29 member countries. They currently have very limited resources for any kind of training. And if you think about all of the webinars and conferences and online training, all the wealth that we have available in the US, you realize what we're truly, truly fortunate. So we have a fundraising site and I may or may not put my personal fundraising page in the <laughs> chat, although you've probably given to Katie, but Lisa and I have to raise a combined $5,000. So we are welcoming any dollar that you can send our way for the fundraiser. Excellent. You're muted, honey. Um, I would like to give a shout out to Zach Christensen and all of the people who are on CU Pride. So it's cupride.space. I just looked it up. So go to the Credit Union Pride, get some swag if you want to. They have one of the best pronoun videos that um, Hotbox. That was Brandy from PSCU actually. From PSCU, thank you, Lynn, um, for putting that together that I show, um, I think I've shown it in probably 30 of the 50 states that I have presented in and internationally as well. So CU Pride right here, love it. Awesome. Uh, all right, so I will take a total departure because I have something to share uh, that I am I'm so excited about it, but it's such an immature thing that I can't believe I'm doing it. So uh, Angela may already know, because I think she has liked one of my posts on Facebook, that I am unreasonably stalking squirrels in my yard. I have <laughs> an un... This is a fact. Yes, it's... I don't know what it is. But as soon as I found out I could do this, I became obsessed with it. Uh, and it started with just a, a little miniature picnic table for squirrels that I hung on a tree. Um, and <laughs> it, it, my dad made it for me. I painted it. It is, no, it is classy. Um, and then my dad found in his shed a squirrel feeder that you, it's a big squirrel feeder, but you take a jar, a gallon sized jar, like one you would get pickled eggs in, and you set it into a hole and the squirrels have to come in the sides and go in the hole to get the, go in the jar to get the food. So you get to watch the squirrel <laughs> go into the jar and get the food. And so this is my unreasonable obsession. Uh, my, the squirrels don't mind. I would like to say no squirrels have been harmed in my recent obsession. Um, and I know this because what I want to share is I found an app called Alfred Camera. 
And Alfred Camera is a free app. You can install it on a cell phone. And if uh, I don't know if everyone has four phones that have been on other plans that you couldn't port to the plan and you stopped using and are just shoved in a drawer, you charge those suckers up, you download Alfred Camera on that phone, and then you can connect the phone to any device. And I am here to tell you, I have an Android phone and I have a iPad. So it works both on Android and on Apple. And I can, <laughs> I realize how embarrassing now this is to admit. So I can put that phone as a camera on the end of that jar. <laughs> and then I can sit inside with the iPad and I can watch squirrels go into that jar and take their food because of Alfred camera. I assume normal people use it for other things. <laughs> like, uh, for, exa for example, if you were getting a package or something like that and didn't have a ring camera. A ring doorbell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, or I suppose to the other thing, another thing I'm going to do with it one of these days is I'm going to set it up so I can watch my dogs from work. Um, don't tell Ben because <laughs> that is a waste of time. <laughs> but it is... Uh, for something that it was just a lark and I wanted to see if I could do it. It was so fun, totally free. There are ads, but check it out if you want to stalk squirrels in an unreasonable manner or do things that normal people do. I see your squirrel game, Sue. I see your squirrel game and I up you one. A friend of mine uh, at a recent Thanksgiving celebration when food was starting to be scarce because the ground was starting to freeze um, off of the deck in the backyard of their house, backed up to a little woods, and they went squirrel fishing. So they tied a nut in, in the shell to the end of fishing lure or line, cast it out, and would wait to see who was the first one to get a squirrel that would come and take the nut. They squirrel fished for hours and it wasn't, the point wasn't to catch one and bring it in. It was basically feeding the squirrels, but you could, mm -hmm. you too could squirrel fish on your next day off. Oh, I, I like that. Do you have a deck on the back of your house in Middleton? Can I, is this a thing we could work out? Is this an outing we could have? We have a deck, but it doesn't have the woods. So okay. look at the time. we're more likely to catch rabbits than we are to catch okay. squirrels. Okay. No, Sue, what I was going to say is you should send that footage to Discover Wisconsin, and then you're going to be super famous. And then right. you'll be the one with the last laugh because we'll be sitting here with our peanuts and our fishing poles, not knowing <laughs> what to do. Right. I like Sounds the way like you said a, Discover uh, Wisconsin, a, too. Yeah. yeah. Was that what was that site? Was that Discover Wisconsin? Yeah, that I should send. <laughs> so you, I think you've got an interesting new TikTok channel brewing here. Just all squirrels, oh, all squirrels, God. all the time. All squirrels, right. the all squirrel channel. <laughs> the way Sue sees it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, um, all good shares and thanks you for wrapping us up with something uh, on the light side. I'm going to uh, check out Alfred camera as soon as we're done here for sure. <laughs> so we will include all of these, all of these links, uh, the links that you both mentioned, the links to these awesome things, they will be in uh, right in the podcast on your favorite podcast app. They will be on our blog exclamation slash blog. Um, and you can have all of those resources so people can go uh, do serious things and work on themselves and be better allies and then do stupid things and stalk squirrels. And, <laughs> and it's about balance is what life is. Mm -hmm. um, and just a reminder, you can always find us on your favorite podcast app. So if you're a first time listener, do feel free to go back and check out all of our other episodes. We've got had some very great, very smart uh guests and then we also have ben and i <laughs> who are I thought pretty you were gonna good say, and we also have lisa and angela yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like 
Lisa, Angela, thank you both so much for being here. We really appreciate your time, uh, your insights, um, and what you're doing for the world. I mean, really for both uh, your community, um, all of our communities and the credit union movement. Um, can't say enough how much we appreciate you as human beings. So thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you, uh, friends. Uh, first time listeners, long time listeners for tuning in. This is Sue and Ben, your self-proclaimed professors of awesomeology, reminding you that life's awesome if you make it awesome. We will see you next time.